Hello, everyone. Welcome to Risk Roundup. The digital revolution of a digital global age makes possible new institutions, new models, new approach, new way of doing things, and new way of authenticating things. Over the years, each component of a nation has been governed by contracts written on paper using ink and authenticated by institutions like banks and governments. However, there is a growing hope that contracts of a digital global age can be better served by a technological approach of authentication that makes them smarter, more efficient, transparent, cost-effective, and reliable, and one that avoids the middleman. As seen across nations, we are witnessing the beginning of a technology-enabled smart contracts revolution that brings us a set of promise specified in a digital format and which includes protocols within which the participating parties from wherever across nations need to perform on those promises. Since contracts are clearly the lifeblood of individuals and entities across nations, its government industries, organizations, and academia, when the practice of contract management is gradually evolving to be a technology-centric function, its impact, complex challenges, risk, and rewards needs to be properly understood and evaluated. To discuss the promise and potential of smart contracts, I'm delighted to welcome Prajit Dutta, a blockchain evangelist from India to Risk Roundup. Welcome, Prajit. We are delighted to have you on Risk Roundup. Yeah, thank you. Wonderful. So, Prajit. It's really great to be here. Yeah. Great, great. Thank you. Uh, no, that, that is great, Prajit. So, historically, we have relied on established institutions such as banks and governments to authenticate transactions, to verify that the people with whom we are tra doing transactions are really who they claim to be. So sort of identity management and identity confirmation. So why is there a need to change that system in a digital global age? What is the root cause of that? So basically the whole thing, if you see, um, it history dated back to 2008, where the blockchain concept came up from a Bitcoin. And uh, basically, the whole thing is totally electronic, uh, electronically fast, secure, and transparent. In the current era, people are people are moving towards saving the time, where they wanted to uh, they wanted to save the time. They want transparency, and uh, these are the two major factors where this technology is coming into the picture, where technology is filling up the gap. And that's why the blockchain is very much appreciated. Now coming towards mm -hmm. banks and all that, they have the third parties and uh, they are like a trusted institution and all. But even if the government is backing the banks and all, or they are regularizing with proper norms or proper policies, but sometimes some of the investment related activities or some type of activities comes into the picture to bring more business to the bank. Uh, there, there comes a very big challenge. And in the whole picture, the, the normal people or the middle class people or whosoever is just putting up the money in the bank are losing up the trust. Now, yes. the technology is filling up that space so that they can, uh, so that the people can trust more in the institution. And uh, that's how the revolution will continue. No, I, I agree with you on that because the, it seems that the trust has been lost and that is more the reason people are going towards technology, hoping that 
we will have a more trustworthy system which is more transparent and more uh, uh, you know affordable and uh, we don't have to any small cost effective we don't have to pay the middleman so as we are looking for a technological approach to managing contract life cycle which technologies are used for contract management uh, currently Uh, can you come again? There is a like which technology? Which technologies we are using for contract management currently? Which technologies are used for uh, the digitization of the contracts or you know developing the smart contracts? Blockchain is a concept paper, and it can be developed in any whether it can be developed in a Python or in a Java base and all. The thing is that. uh encryption process is coming into the picture wherever you can uh, you can code a encryption algorithm to any base of program of whether it can be java whether it can be python whether it can be different different type of language even google go also there you can develop a blockchain coming to the most popular part of course the java being the uh, java being a popular language in the distributed system because blockchain follows a concept called replication factor or the replication where the distributed computation is coming into the picture so uh, the the program handling part by the java is done much better than compared to the python and all and that's why it is widely used and uh, yeah that's how the things are going on in the current scenario so how how does a smart contract work when we say any product or service or asset can be transferred through smart contracts how does it work uh and yeah yeah how, how how okay you wanted to know the flow how the smart contracts work exactly so basically uh, smart contract is basically uh, okay let's uh, let's go back to some history in 1994 there was a computer programmer called nick shabo nick shasbo in uh, and he developed a kind of an encryption fi- encrypted file where it will have a owner details where it will have uh, any type of Uh, information you wanted to store for a contract in contract whatever it is there like there is a dates are there there are some ownership are there there is some like what entity a person is holding or in or institution is holding all these details are there yeah. so that's what consists of a smart contract back in 1994 now what is actual thing used to happen in the past is i have some personal key or what we call it as a public key or private key with that access i used to uh, i used to access a smart contract and rewrite that file rewriting by changing the ownership or making some changes in the uh, making some changes in the asset now with blockchain enability what exactly it is happening that you cannot just directly go and change it even if you can hack up a particular chain computation power you can not do it easily so so suppose jayeshri you on the other side and me prachit datta from here i wanted to transfer a land in india to you so i will initiate a smart contract tree in the smart contract i will saying land belongs to prachit datta now and that land i wanted to transfer to jayeshri so i have given a ownership transfer command to to get that ownership transfer command 
that block which is containing that smart contract or you can think it as as a tray holding that smart contract will be validated by another trays or blocks what we called as miners that really prajit dutta is having the contract or not and if if they have validated that yes prajit dutta is having that much of area that much of land then it will be processing that execution command of transferring the ownership to you and that's how the chain will be unlocked because a private key and public key which is there in the command part and it will be creating another block where a new where that uh, changed smart contract will be coming up with a transfer of ownership so basically whatever it is happening that block a is having this much of land to prajit datta block b which is linked with the block a will be having a smart contract with the ownership of jayshri pandya so it means yes, that we can see the history back yes that's an excellent example you know you gave and how it functions but let's say the land that you are talking about let's take there is an example you show the ownership in some form i'm sure you will have to show the ownership that this land belongs to me and then you can uh, do whatever you want to do with that you can transfer to whoever you want to but now let's say uh, there are, for example your family or there are your uh, somebody else you know claims to that then how does the technology uh, prove or you know eliminate that conflict that you know someone else is claiming that uh, while the land belongs to brajit he does not have a right to give it away to someone else that those kind of legal complex challenges how does the technology uh, plan to okay that's a that's a great question jayshree and uh, yeah this, this is actually done by the um hierarchy modeling so currently even the organization financial organization or the government organization the state of telangana like i am from hyderabad the state of telangana is uh, actually investing 300 crores in blockchain and that was a case that was a case actually coming uh, for the government to solve like suppose i am owning the land but i don't have the transfer rights so how to do it so what exactly happen is private blockchain i have one layer of private blockchain and then there is a another blockchain private blockchain network now for the second the private private blockchain network it will execute only and only when the first layer of private blockchain network authorizes it coming to that part like uh, rights to sell that land if any land or something like that as you as you mentioned that scenario scenario it will be there like whatever the nominees or whatever the partnered land and all and it even needs to be signed and all right so in the in the top hierarchy the privatized in the block in the privatized blockchain network the command will run in such a way that it needs to agree uh, it needs to get an approval from all the uh, stakeholder of the land when that block got executed then only the second private layer the second private blockchain layer will only execute the, it is actually solved by hierarchy modeling and that's how the things are it is not just a single chain of single blockchain network it will never happen in that way otherwise this type of conflicts will always come yes. right so now that that's uh, i'm glad to know that there is a technological solution to that because 
the potential of smart contracts is so huge and we see that the applications uh, that are emerging will be across NGO. That means governments will use it, industries will use it, individuals will use it, organizations, academia, everyone are going to use this in the coming years as we solve out all these complex challenges that you know we need to figure out how, the way to uh, manage all those uh, scenarios. So where do you see the current applications of the smart contracts that are already in use and uh, the ones that are already, I mean, being built uh, in the coming years. Okay. So let me talk first about the future because that future is very exciting. The reason being uh, in the recent last week only Elon Musk has launched a Tesla car in the space, right? Yes. So we can see a bot driving the car or something like that, what we can see up and on. So uh, I wanted to explain in such a way that there uh, you saw some movie like iRobot or there is a Bollywood movie called Robot, uh, where the uh, where where the scientist has created a good robot with a uh, good notions of humanity, <coughs> but due to some rivalry and all, that robot was being controlled by some devil mindset. So what exactly it was happening is nothing, just an ownership transfer. Now that type of ownership control is very, very important. This type of thing can be solved by smart contracts. There are so many like drone flights and all are there like the drone attack happened in Iraq or somewhere right by US. Now suppose thing that if the ownership the commands are not in a privatized blockchain network. I am in the enemy territory and the enemy territory suddenly the drone is created and the enemy territory is controlling that robot or controlling the drone and it can send back to the US to attack to themselves only. This ownership control is a I will say very very important thing for whenever the government controlled assets or, or the military. There the smart contract application will be playing a great role. It's like an ending solution to all these type of conflicts. Wherever the military used to have an automatic uh, like the DRDO in India, whenever they used to develop something or whenever they used to invest in some type of robots and all, they always have that one negative notion that if suppose it goes to the enemy territory and enemy territory get the access of or access to the controlling rights then it just will create a negative impact to themselves only. This type of thing will be answered by just one thing that is privatized work, having a smart contract application. So this is something about future, which I wanted to mention. Now coming to no, the present a, scenario, wherever it is. That is a fair point that we yeah. do need to create that kind of privatization so that if it goes in a, any weapon, this is sort of a weapon. When we are talking about, you know, robots or and drones or anything going in any territory, it is a weapon. And when a weapon gets controlled by, is in control of an enemy, then, you know, how do you uh, ensure that they don't take control over it and they are not actually able to use it against, you know, uh, us or, you know, try to eliminate us using that kind of deadly weapons that we have created. So, yes, there is a lot of 
complex challenges. I'm sure IoT sensors will come into play. I'm sure that uh, we will have to tag each and every equipment that we make that is used in the war. It, it could be robot, it could be drone. So IoT sensors uh, and tagging, you know, will also play a big role. And we'll have to also come up with uh, AI and machine learning uh, that will need to be used, automation. So uh, things can work very efficiently and very in a speedy manner because blockchain itself is probably not going to be enough because we need all these uh, collective technologies to play a role in that blockchain application so that we can have an effective control of the systems that we are developing, not only today, but also in the coming tomorrow. And yeah. the centralized system... Uh, where only some people can view and modify transactions, blockchain is eliminating that because blockchain was originally developed as a decentralized ledger open to the public. So what is the key feature do you see that is essential as we develop the digital system and as we uh, transfer everything, you know, all the systems that are currently across nations, whether it's respect to financial system or uh, the security systems or uh, any other system, you name it, supply chain system or any other healthcare system. As we try to digitize each and every system and as we try to develop new ways of doing things, for everything at all levels, local, national, global, what is that key feature of blockchain that is going to be very essential to make that into a reality? Uh, you wanted to mean that what is the key feature which will sustain this technology for a long time? Yes. Uh, so basically, I can say that the blockchain is unhackable. Now, let me tell you how. Suppose, uh, think that there's a network and there are so many people in the network and all are linked with a chain, um, which is actually a nothing in a hashing algorithm chain or any type of different type of encryption algorithm being used in that. Now, suppose this hashing algorithm itself is like a 16 digit key and all. And it's very, very difficult to crack a single hashing algorithm. Now you need to use some permutation and combination and if luck matters and all, it will just open up one key or one lock. But even if there is a breakage of one chain, that doesn't mean that other chain will be also breaking at the same point of time. So blockchain has got a capability that whenever there is a chain getting unlocked, the other chain will be also knowing about it and they will verify it through command. It's something like you're opening the, or you're opening the lock of your house and everyone in your neighbor should know about it, that you are going to open the lock. If there is a discrepancy in the information, like, uh, your neighbors don't know that the, you are going to open the door but someone outside has came and they anyhow had opened the lock, cracked the lock and opened the door. That will itself create a negative, that will itself create a, uh, I will say like a negative signal or whatever, an emergency signal. And that time only that block will be boycotted from the network. Moreover, if the boycott is happening, then what happened to the information? You might be thinking that boy, that block got isolated, right? Actually, 
nothing will happen because the replicated there in other blocks so there is no loss of information also even if it is being isolated so this feature makes an unhackable or gives an unhackable character to the blockchain simultaneously breaking all chains at once huge huge computation power yes uh, i don't have the stats to show that and all but uh, if you go by um, uh, there is one kind of a method of uh, how many times a key needs to be generated so that it can break an hashing chain now suppose there are so many chains were breaking one chain but how you can break all the chains which are having the replicated copies and then go and change the information it is very very difficult at the same point of time yes at the very current very... stage or i can say that at a current stage or i can say at nearby around 10 years also will not have that type of huge computation power to do that even if there is a negative computation power which is being implemented to crack a chain there will be also positive computation power to protect that chain getting my point yes. you are using some you are you are using some around thousands of 1000 gbs of ram and all or you are just getting a incredible range of terabytes of ram also but at the same point in the in the positive side there also will be 1000 gbs or 10000 gbs of ram computation power will protecting that chain yes so it's like a chase and run and chase run and chase something like that yes. so the things are very difficult i will say yes it's not impossible but it's going to be very difficult because in the coming years each and every individual will be have a digital identity each and everything that we produce manufacture or grow will be tagged using iot sensor and they all that will also in the coming years be on blockchain so you are right i mean when everything is on going to be on blockchain hopefully you know the vision that a lot of visionaries are seeing if we are able to pull that off and if everything is in the blockchain then it's going to be a extremely difficult task although i won't say impossible but because there is always a, some way yeah. hackers will be able to get into that but it's going to be very difficult you are right and only uh, it will require very different kind of resources to be able to pull through you know something like that so uh, it will be interesting to see you know where uh, how the systems develop using the blockchain and how the digitization effort goes and the when we try to digitize not only human beings but also the uh, human identity what i mean is and also the identity of each and everything that we produce manufacture or uh, uh, create so that is going to be very interesting but now um, i mean we we know that many advances have been made in smart contract technology but it's still in an early development stage and we still have many issues to resolve so what issues do you think still needs to be figured out for the smart contracts to be executable uh, in the coming years um smart contracts can be executable in the coming years after resolving all the issues currently faced yeah i mean one thing i see is definitely scalability because we do need to figure out how to mm-hmm. uh, scale it at a level where everything and everyone can be uh, on the blockchain so this type of initiative only and only can be driven by government like uh, uh, the smart contract application uh, the government of dubai uae convert every assets in, and stored in smart contract blockchain network by 
now i totally understand like there is already a dispute of asset is going on now you wanted to initiate a smart contract then how you are going to uh, assign that smart contract to a particular owner from a dispute from the ongoing dispute this type of things needs to be addressed by law and order currently because the next step is very smooth uh, that that's that's kind of that interoperability challenge is always there but for the coming future this thing is going to do a do more, uh, this thing is going to do more better than what we we can see the negative side out of it stage in the adaptability side there will be some downfall and all maybe economy can crash or anything can happen india last year last to last year 2016 but uh, in the same way but if we see for long term growth and all if everyone can be uh, within the blockchain network their identity or it's a, like a single Sign-on system, like every identity in the government is stored, whatever the assets you are storing in a blockchain, and everything will be there. Then the other side, uh, then then the benefit to the economy will be driven from the other side. Like the corruption will be less. Uh, people will be having equality. Now, when I talk about social equality, uh, it comes up uh, with a thing i can make you understand with one example you take an example of internet internet everyone is having access to the internet most of the people are having access to the internet but how many percentage of the population are really having it now people from the literate background and all and who are earning well they are having access to the internet and they get good good cream of information about anything about an organization about a personal identity or about an individual whatsoever but there is other side of the people who are not connected with internet only um just uh, in 2017 data uh, the number of people use are connected in internet in china is around 54 or 53% in india it's just 32% now what exactly happens that when we think about the corruption thing and all we always think from the government side uh, we can see the majority of the people are not connected to the internet so they don't information with them and that's bring social inequality but with blockchain if we see that okay at the early adaptability stage it will be a problem for them but after that everything is in blockchain whether he is a billionaire wants some hundreds of rupees it doesn't matter to them everybody is equal everybody's identity will be secured and again only can be pushed by government side only no private sector can do it the yes. reason being this can be mandated by them only i am an organization and i want i wanted to say that all your information will be stored in a blockchain network government uh, people who, people will be seeing the company reputation people will be seeing that who is the founder and all and how they work still they will have doubt but government is something they represent the national identity and they are elected the government is elected by the people only so that is a totally different level of institution trust
and when these institutions make a mandate of implementing blockchain then only things will be pushed up and then only the things will be scaling up to the mass level yes i mean yes that the government involvement uh, in some sort is going to be there and probably will be necessary but you gave an interesting example of the dubai government that they want by 2020 everything uh, digitized and be on uh, blockchain but do you think that uh, they have all the necessary pieces of technological change that needs to happen for everyone to be able to use smart contracts so basically yeah that's a good again that's a good thing again that's a good question from your side uh, the governments are first of all taking steps to create um mandatory collection of data from especially from the healthcare sector uh, like the us government has passed a law in 2009 i believe uh, where it is very very it, whether it is mandated to collect all the patients data and they are storing in the normal databases and all now the same thing is being implemented by other governments because this blockchain is just a network what is have what is contain is just a data of the people this will start only only when the government first start making a mandate that all the institution or all the checkpoints should collect the data from a user from a customer from a client and then only they can transfer it well to the blockchain network tomorrow if any government is announcing that they are going to adopt a blockchain network that doesn't mean that you go to the institution and and give all the information stored in a smart contract uh, enabled by blockchain technology it won't happen in that way rather government what they will do uh, they will create a law it is very very important that you need to submit yearly wise data to the government when they start submitting you know when stable when they are getting around 80 to 90% like the people who are availing the services it to 90% of the data or or depends on the sector to sector then only government can move on to the blockchain technology so that's how the in different different government level in in the dubai government side also so what they have done in dubai and all every data is being recorded to every data is being recorded almost now those data points will be transferred in the blockchain now whenever you go to in government uh, whenever you go to government you wanted to buy some land you wanted to buy something and all we are already seeing in india only that lot of money is being spent on the in infrastructure it infrastructure computers are being set up in post offices banks everywhere it is being mandated you now no handwritten information will be there even if the handwritten information are there before this date everything needs to be converted in the digital form such steps are very fundamental steps to bring the blockchain revolution supported by the government that's how the things are changing that's how the things are changing yes so it seems i mean they, that uh, everyone is trying to bring the digitization effort now irrespective of whether it is dubai government or whether it's india or any of the initiative happening in any of the nation for each and every each and every individual mm-hmm. or for uh, let's say somebody wants to buy a land or if there is a business who wants to do a 
uh, sign a contract with another business or supplier uh, for supplying them some uh, healthcare resources or supplying them with AI resources or whatever. Uh, so basically, anybody who wants to create a contract or generate a con contract, smart contract, they would need to use some kind of program. So is there a specific program that needs to be used for creating or generating smart contracts? As I said, it is nothing, just it, just uh, not a particular specific program. I will say any type of, uh, basically it's a, it's a concept. First of all, we need to understand that it's a concept. And think like concept of making a house. You can make a house, a brick house, you can make a wooden house, you can make you can make an iron house. So you're talking about specific program, that type of thing can be built by any type of algorithm. The, uh, sorry, uh, that type of algorithm can be implemented by any type of programming language. <coughs> My mistake. So whether you can use any type of programming language from Java, Python and all that particular set of properties like having an encryption part, having the replication factor, having the cloud distributed network, these features are important then only that will be called as a blockchain then only that particular feature will be called as a smart contract thing that's how the things are now these wrappers are being sold by so many companies are uh, so many startups uh, uh, in the year 2015-16 giving the smart contract facility i already read the white paper by those What are using different different type of wrappers, but all we can see the features are same. Now, where the competition comes? Competition comes only an only part. Algorithm is all same. Data handling is totally different. Data handling comes around if I do a, if I ask a computer to do a set of tasks in thousand lines of code. Now, if I ask the computer to set the set of tasks in just two lines of code, which has got better data handling capability, of course, the two lines of code, right? Now, these things are being derived by the syntaxes or by the functions, by the library packages and all. So these things are facilitated by those, those parts. So currently, if we see in an isolated feature, it all looks the same. The major challenge will come when millions of millions will avail the service then how how they can handle those things now basically a central government like suppose the indian government wants to start a privatized blockchain network for a single privatized blockchain network for the complete central government system for a complete central government system now if we talk about the transactions or any type of communication inside the blockchain we can see at the same moment there will be happening there will be happening uh, thousands of communications per second in India level as the population is very high. Now, and the peak level, it may go to lakhs per second. Now to handle those things and all, what type of programming feature will able to do it? Now, if we see in the current market that Python and the Java are the leading programming language, which are supported by so many libraries. Libraries are something like a developer community is there, they're creating functions or they are getting set of functions and storing it in a particular package and uh, and how will they have coded it well how will they have coded it that will decides the execution time for that package or for that function 
and that's where the difference come concept is all the same it's how the developer are uh, how the developer are using the programming language or how the developer are building the whole script to execute those command and that's the main reason only um there are so many cryptocurrencies are there like the bitcoin ripple litecoin and all these things you know litecoin why so it is for why it is so popular the because it is actually light it doesn't require that much of computation power it it uh, compared to the bitcoin but yeah the bitcoin is leading the market because of other region as it is one of it is as it is the oldest cryptocurrency in the market that's a different story altogether it has it has backed so many investors to it but this thing and all is comparatively much more faster than bitcoin and that's why people think that litecoin is the future will be doing more exploration and all that's how the investment is coming up but the concept is same replicated block by encrypted chain now how, how will you writing how you are writing the program so that it, it can handle thousands of transaction or lakhs of transactions at a single time at a single point of time that will give the so that's how the smart contract game is great so i mean uh, irrespective of whether we are talking about dubai or india or any other uh, nation in middle east or africa or europe or U- united states or australia anywhere in the world based on the initiatives that are emerging not by you know startups or by governments by established institutions or startups anywhere what trends you see as far as the applications that you know what kind of applications uh startups or uh, established organizations are trying to develop to take the ad- benefit that would uh, you know benefit because of the smart contracts potential and technology that we have today okay uh, so basically yeah, I, i totally understand your point now you wanted to mean that what are the particular application thing what government or the startups are looking in a particular country yes. right the potential applications of blockchain so if i talk about the government the first and very important thing they are looking in the voting machine now voting machine actually that can be enabled by smart contracts uh, enabled by blockchain technology if you vote to some candidate and all in that particular vote you are nothing you are just writing a contract that you are the owner of that contract and you are giving a vote to a person and that will eventually increase the count to that particular candidate so that people won't claim that it can be hacked or it cannot be hacked all these things that is the main thing second thing asset that is actually kind of i will say biggest thing also because the way the real estate uh, the real estate sector is growing in every country in every developing country and developed country the real estate market is very big now that is where the government is pitching the blockchain where every asset needs to be listed there coming to other startup part that is from the government side from the startup part startups are mostly working in the healthcare sector in the healthcare sector all the medical history all different type of blood donation 
camps and all they are connecting the blood donation camps getting the medical history of the patients they are connecting with the hospitals getting the medical history centralized just putting up all the information in a decentralizing network in the decentralized network with the transparency of information has the authorized access and this authorized are to uh, a limited premium members who can who can enable this that is one thing going on in the healthcare side there see is from the education side too now what exactly happening is that in the education formation you information about an entity or about anything now i i wanted to give a i wanted to give a recent example from facebook like facebook has just changed the policy that whenever they are finding any type of misleading information and information which can totally misguide anyone or give a wrong image about any identity and all then they will remove it now you wanted to know some information about anything like in india there is a rti act is a right to information where you can get information about anyone you need to fill a form and everything then they will give an answer those thing can be digitalized very well you wanted to know a particular information about anyone nobody can fake it nobody in the parliament can raise a question that your degree is fake or your education qualification is not proper or something like that or anything that part can be resolved very well from this side so if we if we see all together from a 360 degree view one from the asset side which is directly a financial economy another is from the healthcare side and the last one is from the education side almost it is covering the 360 degree sphere for a prospered world everything will be transparent everything will be secure nobody can misguide you unless you are a fool if you know the things or if you know if you can if you really trust the things then you can definitely access it and read it unless you are totally a blind fool nobody can misguide you so this open open source ecosystem is coming into the picture and uh, it has already begun because of globalization from 1970s and 80s but it is giving a big leverage gap using the blockchain technology yes so it seems you know that it it seems to bring a great potential and great promise so thank you so much prajit for participating in this round up today we appreciate your thoughtful insight on smart contracts and our global viewers and listeners would benefit tremendously from the information you provided on the current status benefits applications uh, as well as complex challenges facing the digitization for contract management through smart contracts so even if a single individual across nation can come up with an idea to advance the smart contract or their application for their applications of the digital contract management life cycle uh, across nation based on the understanding they receive from this discussion we had today this risk round up dialogue has been of service and we thank you for that thank you jashmeer wonderful so as smart contracts seem to be as smart thank you so much prajit so as smart contracts seem to be the future of contract management life cycle across nations its government industries organizations and academia it is important that we evaluate its technical non technical challenges 
before the digitization of contract management can be fully implemented to benefit everyone across nations. Risk groups, cybersecurity, geosecurity, and space security risk research centers are created to identify, evaluate, and manage the risk-facing NGIOA in CGS. That means nations, its government, industries, organizations, and academia in cyberspace, geospace, and space. We at Risk Group believe that risk management, security, and peace work together hand in hand. Though security is related to management of threats and peace to the management of conflict, risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as management of conflict. And it is not possible to conceive any one of the three without the existence of the other two. All three concepts feed into each other. We believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secure for everyone across nations. Tradition becomes our security. So if you build a culture of managing risk effectively, it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace. Let's manage the existing and emerging risks together. For more information on the risk roundups, to watch the risk roundup video podcast or hear the risk roundup audio podcast, please go to riskgroupllc.com and do not forget to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jayshree, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.